Okay, it's Friday here at the Nevada Press Association. Uh, that's always appreciated, but we're going to do a, uh, a podcast today focusing on a, something that I, I was reading and just um, realized it's a really good job by the reporters, a couple of things that reporters did right in their stories. And then, of course, I have to do one where the reporter got it wrong and it is probably the most common mistake or the, the thing reporters writing their stories struggle with the most, okay? So let's start with a good one. It's a very interesting story from Joyce Sheen in The Humboldt Sun. Good headline, good lead. One man has five felonies in four counties. That made me want to read this story and say, what what the heck is going on? Five felonies in four counties. And uh, goes into the case of this guy who has uh, mostly drug convictions, um, but uh, what's, what's good in this story is uh, the reporter goes through the kind of things that the general public would be interested in knowing about this case. It's a complicated case, but why do I care? Well, for one thing, uh, they've been hauling him around from uh, Elko County to Humboldt County to... Um, Lander and Pershing as he faces all these charges. Uh, that's an expensive proposition. He's already cost $10,000 in uh, at least in uh, a public defender attorney fees and so on. So what kind of matter about that? I kind of care about that. I mean, and, uh, and, and then the interesting part of the case too is, uh, says um, in the subhead, Perez may serve only three years in prison on these five felonies. And you read through and you find out he's had two prior prison terms in 1998 and 2007. Now he's going back 10 years later to do more time. And just a telling quote, um, when it was his opportunity to speak to the judge, Perez asked for mercy saying, quote, don't throw, throw away the key on me just yet. Give me a chance to redeem myself. I can do better. I'm not that old. I still think I can turn this thing around. That's interesting to me to read. I have my own thoughts about that, but that's what makes a good story. Similarly, in uh, in the Sun's sister paper, the Lovelock Review Minor, a good story by Deborah Reed, uh, talked about this before about the rye patch hydroelectric power plant uh, being approved and it's going to go online and it's going to make money for the uh, irrigation district and it also says it's the only hydroelectric um, project that's in Envy Energy's uh, green energy plan so I thought all those things were significant but Deborah uh, read the reporter um, asked and says, you know, you can read in the story several times. Well, so how much is Envy Energy going to pay for this power generated? And how much is the irrigation district going to earn? And they uh, they put her off. Well, it's hard to say. It just depends on what the rates are and how much. Um, but you can tell she pushed, and I hope she keeps on that, of, of making sure that uh, she gets those numbers in those stories. So... Okay, finally, something that uh, um, reporters get wrong a lot, and that's where do you put the time element in the lead? 
and here's how not to do it. I won't pick on the reporter, so uh, you, you can figure it out if you want. But uh, the lead says the county commissioners narrowly approved ordinance amendments that will allow the cultivation and distribution of marijuana in the county during their Thursday meeting. Now, if the county commissioners were cultivating and distributing marijuana during their Thursday meeting, that would be bigger news, right? So the time element, no. They approved the ordinance during their Thursday meeting, so that uh, that time element is out of place in that sentence. Where to put it? Usually, you put it as close to the verb that it's modifying that, uh, as possible, so they approved Thursday the ordinance amendments that will allow the cultivation and distribution of marijuana in the county, right? They did that Thursday. They approved Thursday. But in this case, it's a weekly newspaper. This paper came out on Wednesday, so that means it was last week. The time element is just not important. So Lyon County Commissioners have approved, or actually the better thing to do, if it's a week later, look forward. What's going to happen next because the, uh, the timeliness of this has passed. So think that way. But I see it a lot of, uh, of reporters struggling in the lead with where to put that time element. And when they get it wrong, uh, it's just kind of funny because in this case it says um, that will allow the cultivation and distribution of marijuana during their Thursday meeting. No. Anyway, okay. Back with a Nevada quiz in just a minute. with the Nevada quiz for today and the answer to yesterday's quiz question which uh, I said was a tough one and if you know this one then you're up on your Nevada trivia. Uh, You've probably read Rich Marino's Nevada trivia book and maybe memorized it Um, uh, because the question was who coined the name The Strip for Las Vegas Boulevard or the most famous stretch of uh, street in Nevada. So, who coined that name? According to Rich's book, it was former Los Angeles police captain Guy McAfee who purchased the Paradise Club, Paradise, get it, on the Los Angeles Highway in 1938 and reopened it as the 91 Club. He's he's credited with calling Las Vegas Boulevard the Strip because it reminded him of LA's Sunset Strip. All right. That's where that comes from, according to Rich Moreno. All right, I'm gonna stick with the tough ones. Maybe it's tough, maybe it's easy. And this one actually should be pretty easy if you're any kind of newspaper buff and it's the name of the 19th century newspaper editor who barely survived a stagecoach ride with the legendary driver Hank Monk over the Sierra Nevada. Um, This is a famous editor and I think If you know that story at all, you know who it was when we'll be back next week with the answer. Okay.